bids are in, the gavels drop. Ladies and gentlemen, here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. Yes, that's right. This is WineBid's podcast dedicated to all things wine value, wine retail, wine auctions. And this is our recap episode. With me, as always, is Paul Walker, our wine auction expert and wine expert. I am, of course, Jeff McGurn on WineBid's marketing team. This is our, as I said, this is our recap episode. So we're going to jump right into recapping what went on this week. You know, top bid getters at the top, we had uh, 06 Duval Lois, Brut Grand Cru, Prestige Blanc de Blanc. This one, we had three of them, nine bids took from 65 to 71. A lot of action on this champagne. Yeah, I think we skipped over it too. I don't think we mentioned it last week. I'm used to like seeing things we mentioned be listed in the, you know, in the top five or top 10, and there will be shortly. But this wine, you know, well-respected producer, I think maybe more popular in Europe than the US. That's just a, I think that's something I heard about Duvalawa, but I think it's also more expensive there. But anyway, it did get a lot of activity and there you go. Kind of at, you know, the next one down, no surprise there. Every time any of these go into, go into auction, they get they get bid way up. So where that started at 60 and went to 160. I'm fairly certain we talked a lot. We talked about the Ganavat. In fact, I, I know we mentioned it last there, week. I there's, know some we more, there's some more in auction this week. And yeah. it already has bids on it. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Five minutes. <laughs> Every time it goes up, it's like, yeah. And there's so many different, you know, designations and labels and, the Anne and Jean-Francois, you know, it's it's essentially a different, I mean, it's not a different domain, but it's a different labeling as some of the, you know, earlier wines that were just listed in Jean-Francois. So, you know, it's all very collectible. The other one that I was really interesting, 2019 Domaine Bernard Bonnier. Yes. Yes. The Merceau. This one, eight bid, Serious. 390 to 650. We had three of them. Serious stuff. Yeah, there were. And you know, what's also interesting is that one of these wines did not sell like they're now granted. It wasn't a premier crew. And so the Genovriere is probably more sought after. Well, it's definitely more sought after than just the Appalachian Marceau. However, I think currently there's still a bottle left of the 18 Marceau old vines in the auction. So the 19, yeah, Merceau de Genevieve, that I did not expect to see that. That I mean, it must just be impossible to find because that's a lot. That's quite an increase. And I think the other Bernard Bonham wines, I don't believe they performed as well in last week's auction. I mean, just to give you an idea, like the last time we saw this at auction prior to yesterday, was May of 2022, mm-hmm. where they sold at 391. Interesting. We're not talking about like, oh, we haven't seen this in 10 years. Like we saw this less than a year ago and it's already doubled in value, making me want to jump on that bandwagon before it doubles in value again, right? So <laughs> by next March, it should, <laughs> of course I'm joking. Let's talk about one that we've joked about a few, not even joked about, like we've just talked about this a few times, but the 19 uh, Chateau Clemens Asphodelle. Oh, right. The dry wine. The, the dry wine, which 100% is... 100% Semillon. Yeah, 100% yeah. six bids. We had two of them. They started at 30. They ended up hammering at 37 bucks a piece. I thought that was really cool to see some action on that. 
Um, yeah, I think it's just, it's also just pretty rare, right? You can reliably find a bottle of Clemon in the auction, the yeah. sweet wine, almost any time. But for the Asphodel, for the 100% Semillon, I wonder what production level is. I was kind of curious to go to the, to see if, you know, they have stats on it, or maybe the importers got stats on production of that, but it's got to be pretty limited. I would think the vast majority of their juice goes toward the Sautern. Yeah. <laughs> and you probably know this better than I do, but I know some regions are required by law to hold back a certain amount of juice just to make sure that they're not like just to maintain certain levels of quality. Right. But I have no idea if that's anywhere near the case. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be uh, curious. I'm sure there's probably stats or, you know, or something that you could look up from either from the, the winery itself or the, the broker or the importer or something. Literally, as we're talking, I'm looking through saying like, how many bottles? Sure. Are I wanted to mention too, in the, along the, the same lines of Bernard Bonin, there were some Nicolas Four wines in last. Yes, I was yeah. just about to mention those, Louis Saint-Georges. Yeah, and those are, again, quite rare, very hip and priced to match. I, I do think maybe they started a little low, but... Well, this Who is because there was 17. The prices were actually all over the place because I think the 17 Les Herbeaux was at 295. And I don't know if it sold or not. So probably did. But anyway, well, the 19, this is the first time we've ever seen the 19 at auction. I don't think we've ever seen Nicolas Four wines in the auction for that matter. That I don't know. I don't, I don't think that. so. Anyway, there was yeah. uh, quite a bit. We had a 85 Favoli uh, Chambois Moussini for with six bids, started at 85, hammered at 185. I thought that was super interesting. Or what? Sorry, started at 185, hammered 125. 125, yeah. Um, that's still impressive. That's that's a lot of action. I mean, kind of legendary red burgundy vintage, you know. That would be, it's one of those kind of things that be very, very difficult to replace because you might be able to stumble upon Grand Cru's, you know, from 85 here and there just because it's a heralded vintage. And, you know, there's there's probably some pretty rare examples that aren't getting drunk. But I would have imagined that most of the village Chambelmousigny was drunk a long time ago or, yeah. you know, over the last 40 years, whatever it is. But that's pretty cool. That's kind of a neat thing to see. And I don't think 125 is a crazy price to pay, you know, for, for something of that vintage, you know, from a story from a serious producer. Oh, to Mayakama. Um, yeah, right. That's like in line with Mayakama. It's actually, I didn't think it was too bad for oh. what, 63 bucks a piece or 63 right. and 64. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad that, you know, you, you consider what people are paying for the Cabernet. It's like, Chardonnay lasts forever too. It's super age worthy, super super interesting wine. But yeah, that's cool. I didn't think it was crazy, but what I will say is like just looking at the history it was like the last time we sold one of these bottles was in November of 2022. It hammered. We sold two of them for 45 bucks a piece. But then before that, it was like we last saw them in in. 2011 where they were selling at 25 bucks a piece so yeah so, and they yeah then 20 yeah all the way back to 06 they were selling for 20 so yeah they were <laughs> in selling. fact and yeah they were even selling at low as 15 dollars in 06 so go go figure god can you imagine going out and getting mayakama shards for like 15 bucks these days how nice would that, <laughs> nice that? i mean you know it's a question of style though i mean i don't think this is gonna just have mass appeal frankly i don't think that 
if you know i think people who are buying this i don't know but it's not like something from the sonoma coast or santa cruz mountains or something it's it's definitely its own style so that's that's a i would chalk it up to collectability and sort of the myakamas you know following that it's got it these days but hey i don't know it might be amazing right now we had some uh 2019 schrader double diamond oakville cabernet sauvignon 375 milliliters start at 70 and hammer at 120 for a 375 wow well weird too right because this is the as we mentioned this wine a thousand times the number one spectator wine yes and for some reason like it to me that doesn't really make sense because in the old days or at least in the past it seemed like when these things went out the first time you know after the magazine releases the the news it's like they go bonkers and then they settle down right this is the actual this is totally the opposite of what you would expect because they were like 68 70 bucks a piece you know back in late 2022 then they kind of dipped down to 60 61 and then suddenly they're at 80 and then suddenly 120 and it's like <laughs> it doesn't make sense well, okay okay and if you they were in i mean they were in auction last month for 70 bucks they hammered at 70 bucks last month well but even as recently as like this last auction we had 750s that were hammering for yeah. 145 yeah so good it's and I don't then know, you're maybe. paying 120 for a 375 <laughs> yeah that's the the mystery of the auction i mean look I don't know what to do with that. Well, I did. My One of my predictions came correct right next to that. The 2020 Yves Colomb, excuse me, Von Romanade, uh, Village Von Romanade 2020, which is the first time that's been ever been up for auction. I said, yeah, it's probably going to go over 100 and sure, yeah. 105, me. I think. Yeah, yeah. 105. One of, yeah, something right around there. I think one might have gone for like 110 and then two went the other two for 105. And then we had some action on some Montepulciano de Abruzzo, some 2017. Uh, yeah, Tiberio. I'd never, never heard of that before. But six bids took it from 25 to 33 on three of those bottles. So somebody's super into that. We had the uh, 99 Vincent uh, Giardine. Uh, Pomard, uh, Les Rougens. Les uh, Rougens. That's what I said. And <laughs> six bids took it from 65 to. Can't help myself. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's that well, storied, storied vintage. That's probably the earliest I would drink a Pomard, frankly. Those things are so gnarly. They last so long. And 99 was just phenomenal red vintage. So, and, you know, exceedingly or becoming more and more rare, I should say. It's not exceedingly rare at this point, but becoming more and more rare and uh, not too expensive no. i mean it's a big negotiant brand without trying to i know not trying to sully it or anything but there's some great wines from vincent jardin but yeah that's uh still not too bad 80 bucks not bad did you notice the 1970 margot that uh went from <laughs> three started at 300 and hammered it yeah somebody wanted that thing <laughs> Because that's not, you know, that, that I mean, if you look at the history of that wine, it's kind of similar, right? It's hammered for 300 bucks, I think, relatively recently. Yeah, 300 bucks back in January, January. excuse me, in January, a couple bottles. 
I mean, it's been 300 for like ever. Go I back mean, to 21. Yeah, you're right. 300 back in 21, 320 back in 2020. Yeah. And then it's under 300 and whatever kind of slowly goes back from there. But maybe it just took like, you know, 50 three years to really hit its stride. <laughs> just had to wait until this year. And then yeah, like, now it's really yeah. taken off. Year 52, it's still really tight and closed up. And then year 53, all You're of like, a sudden, it's a this triple 100 is, this pointer. Is the year. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this is where it's really going crazy. This is yeah. the year. There was the, I mean, look, what we can maybe mention one or two of the things and let's go over like the big hitters. But there's, you know, a couple of other small things. Anything else you wanted to mention? before we go over the big hitters no actually nothing to you know as we mentioned there were some pretty obscure you know pretty rare burgundies and loire wines and things i think some of the stuff we did talk about did sell but interesting to see kind of price variation and you know what did go what didn't go those aurelian lurkham wines looks like I believe those did sell that one Chardonnay, which I believe was a still wine. I was kind of confused as I was reviewing these things last week. But no, excuse me. I made a mistake again. The, the It's labeled a Chardonnay, but it's a sparkling wine. And that this, got bit up. But I don't know. You can actually sh- make Chardonnay, a sparkling wine out of Chardonnay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just figured that out. It's been done. I just figured that out. No, I just did want to mention like from because we talked about the Bernard Bonin and, and Nicolas Four and then Aurelien Lorcan. I think the Chardonnay was the one wine that got bit up more than I think anything else. No, looks like maybe prior to Laval Meunier also. So anyway, it's just fun to see those things because they just never come around that much. And so it's always fun to see multiple bids on rare, rare things and obviously not too surprising, but there you go. Let's talk some of the big lots. Taking the cake this week, and I think I know what I'm getting for my birthday. 08, <laughs> Emmanuel Rouget. Oh, boy. Croix-Parentois. Well, since you don't know how to pronounce it, I'm not going to give it to you. I'll learn. That's why. Well, here was the great thing is it would be amazing if you bought me one bottle of that. But ladies and gentlemen, Paul bought me a three bottle no, lot. Six of, six of them. I bought well, you two, sorry, six, two, two, three packs. Three bottle lot, two, three packs of mags <laughs> for me for the paltry sum of $29,640 or $15,000 or $14,820 per. <laughs> Yeah, that's a rare item. Rare to see this wine, first of all, in large format, also in original box. So that was exciting. That was definitely exciting. So so rare. This is the only time we've seen a three-bottle lot of mags of these. I mean, it's rare to see a mag, right? It's even rarer to see six of them at the same right, time. Right. Two, two, three packs. Exactly. Uh, 92 Domain Romani Conti, Romani Conti. This one sold for $8,575, which, you know, I guess possibly you got that for me for my birthday. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's interesting when we saw what it was at the, I think the 11 was just in well, a couple weeks ago and the 15 this- was in and they're just, you know, there's so much more. And 92, that was a tricky vintage. So I'm, I'm wondering how this one is drinking now. I'm sure it's well, you know, probably also, okay. But also consider we saw this exact same bottle in February of this year and it sold for $9,500. 
Interesting. Okay. And this one, to me at least, looks to be in better condition because the one we sold for 9,500 had just a little bit of ullage. This one has no, you know, doesn't look to have as much ullage. And yet we're looking at almost $1,000 less. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's significant. That's a pretty big swing. The, yeah. The other big one is a 2020 Screaming Eagle Cabernet Sauvignon. I'm guessing these Screaming Eagles just came out. Tricky, a little bit of a, I would say this was a hot vintage in Napa, <laughs> but maybe not in the way people traditionally think of hot vintages in Napa. This one's a three bottle lot OWC. Started at $59.85, four bids took it to $7,985. Woo, is that a swing? What's, yeah, I mean, what's it's- your thoughts on that? Well, that's a good one to talk about yeah because you're right it was just released a controversial vintage there's not a lot of red wines made in 2020 in napa and sonoma and elsewhere in the whole west coast for that matter so you know it's actually my idea on this is that it'll be it could be considerably valuable down the road just because it's from such a sort of a challenging you know it was such a difficult terrible year for so many people and obviously so many reasons but still i think it'll be interesting to see sort of how it progresses over time i don't know if it's going to ever go you know bonkers like some of the stellar vintages around it like 19 or you know whatever 16 or 13 but it probably will be sort of more collectible just because of the the controversy over the vintage itself so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I I think it was a little low to start. And there's another one in the current week that's, I think, at 69.85. It's got a bid. So, you know, there's there's probably going to be more. I, I, I'm sure we'll see more in the next in the coming weeks. But yeah, you know, it's always interesting to see these marquee labels when they hit the auction for the first time. So it was exciting. 99 DRC Latash sold for 65. 09 uh Bizo Eshizo. We sold two of those for $45.50 a piece. Yeah. Um, so just a lot of like a lot of big bergs going this last week. Like we moved a lot. And then two more uh 298 Latashes, DRC Latashes for four thousand dollars a piece. A 16 Petrus. We actually sold one 16 Petrus for $32.50. I think we still have maybe one more in auction. 18 Harlan, three bottle lot OWC for $3,030. And Screaming Eagle uh cab uh 2013 for $3,000. So right. it's kind of interesting. You see like 2013 screaming old cab for 3000 versus a three, you know, 2020 three ball lot for just about 8000. So, you know, you're seeing a little bit of price variation there, but 2013, I know you're not a big fan of 2013 vintage in Napa, but I've had some <laughs> phenomenal 2013. Napa. No, it's, I think it's an awesome vintage. I just think that there's some serious tan in there and the wines are going to need some time. The, the experience I've had is they're not ready to drink at all. I prefer, you know, 14s and 17s but yeah down the road they'll probably come into their own i'm sure but yeah you're right 13 screen eagle for 3000 that's serious i think there's a what there's a 19 three pack up right now at 10000 that actually i think sold in january i was just i was looking at some of these that's why i can remember this but that's not too surprising not too surprising oh four drc Saint-Vivant. Uh, Romani Saint-Vivant, two bottles of Loire. One with actually was competitive, the Domaine Loire von Romani. Beaumonts, yeah. Yeah, well, the Beaumonts and the, was it Jenna Rue? 
that one went Genevere, for, yeah. Genevere. That one went for twenty eight fifty, and then the Beaumonts went for twenty seven sixty. Yeah, it's interesting that that Beaumont actually, because I think that lot was rolling for a while. In fact, it yeah, it definitely was. So always funny to see that happen when <laughs> somebody, and then it gets action. Like, right? no, wait, 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 no, wait, wait. I wanted that, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then like, but not just one person. Like multiple people are like, wait, wait, wait. We wanted that. Our Mon Mon Rousseau Chambertine, a uh, 2011 for 2235. We had two of those. One went. Yeah, and you talked about the 29 Scarecrow. Just a lot of like Grand Cru, really high end Burgundy that seemed to go out at auction this week. Anything yeah. else you wanted to mention before we wrap things up? No, I think that was about it. There was a couple other bottles of Bezo that were yeah. in that sold last week. Uh, 16 Macetto Magnum sold yeah. for 1470, which actually didn't seem terribly high to me. So I'm thinking, and you know, also 07 Reos 1375. You know, I think that maybe buyers are like, no, wait, you know, this is the time to buy. There's been lots of market concern, you know, bank things happening that are that are frightening out there so it it may be spurring <laughs> some kind of a sort of buying situation you know because some of these really have kind of corrected a little bit i think and so that's maybe that's what's going on and then you'll see other examples where you know there's things getting multiple bids and maybe they're recent releases or relatively rare, like the 70 Margot, right? Like, yeah. How could that double in value in, in a month? That doesn't really make any sense. Or the DRC that went down $1,000. Right, right. So in a few months. Like, there's it, some weird outlier activity going on, but I would imagine there's this, this correction, you know, could be taking place. And so maybe things are sort of coming around and, and turning around in, in that regard. But Hard to say, you know, we'll have to keep watching. I'll tell you, to me, it seems like we've got a market that maybe is in a little bit of flux yeah. in a lot of different directions. And people are trying to figure out, you know, the market's trying to figure out where exactly prices should lie on some of the stuff. And I think it's across the board. I think it's for stuff at, at all ends of the spectrum. And it's not just things going up in value. I think to your point, we see things coming down. We see some things retreating in value a little bit. And in some cases, quite a bit as well. Anyway... And with that, that concludes our wine auction recap here at WineBed. As always, with you is Paul Walker, and I am Jeff McGurn. This has been uh, Finally Hammered. A happy bidding, and cheers. Cheers. Cheers.